Hi, everyone. Hi, Belle. Hi, Rita. Hi, everybody. Um, you are listening to the Small World Small Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the first of hopefully what will be a number of episodes in which we are going to be chatting with some teachers about hopefully all kinds of interesting stuff for our small world families. Exactly. So we so we have <laughs> Valdelena Nobre here. Hi, Val. Hi. Many small world families are already familiar with you. They see you all the time at drop off and pick up. They have many opportunities to interface with you. But this is a time for us to kind of pick your brain a little bit. Okay. So thanks for taking the time. Sure, my pleasure. So Val, let's start with just telling our listeners, tell us a little bit about your teaching background and your teaching experience. Uh, I'm not going to date myself, but... (laughs) (laughs) You should! You have a lot of experience. Um, I started teaching probably over 20 years ago um, when I was in Brazil. I'm originally from Brazil, as many families already know. Um, I was still in college, and I think in the back of my mind I always wanted to be a teacher. I started teaching English um, as a foreign language um, in in the private school. I taught from... Um, young children all the way to adults and um, and in part that's what brought me to the US to get, to get better in my English to take some extra courses and then I just found, found myself moving here and changed career path to early childhood education because I started working with young children as babysitter and as a nanny and I met um, special education teachers and that world just fascinated me so I got my master's um, here in New York at Bank Street College, and then from then on, I just started teaching um, early childhood, um, and I really love it. I, it's it's what I really, really, really love. So you might have said this number already, but how many years have you been in the classroom now, in the early childhood uh, classroom? In the early childhood classroom, I'd say about fifteen years or so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> um. So our small world parents are listening, and something I want to ask you is, what all of your students you teach, why don't you say it, who do you teach? Uh, Penguins, dolphins, and ducklings. Okay, so the (laughs) penguins, dolphins, and ducklings, uh, what are they doing now, now that it's mid-February or late February, what do you see these children are capable of doing in the classroom now that they were still working on in the fall? I think the big word is um, independence. I see mm-hmm. them being much more independent in following all the classroom routines. When they hear the signal, um, most of them already start cleaning up or start moving on to sit on the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, they incorporated the routines of like, if I'm on the rug, I need to sit down and I need to pay attention. Um, of course, we always take into consideration that they are two and three year olds. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes they will wiggle a little bit, but we, um, we have some standards that they can meet. They can really meet these standards. So I think the big word, the big word here for them is independence. Um, they can do a lot of things by themselves, put toys away by themselves. They can approach a friend and share a toy or say, can I be next? All these things that they were not doing in September. Yeah. Independently. Yeah. Good for them. For you as their teacher, what's the one thing that has been really rewarding for you to see in their growth this year? Um, I think the number one, like the first big step that we took um, from the beginning of the in the beginning of the year was separation. Mm-hmm. So when they were able to separate from their caregivers and stay comfortably in the classroom, 
and starting to form a bond with the teachers, mm -hmm. I think that's the big, uh, the big step for them to move away from the main caregiver, that person who they, they know they can trust for to meet all their needs and to do everything for them and start trusting these strangers because the teachers are strangers to them and then begin, begin to know us. And then from there, um, they start noticing other children and mm -hmm. their friends, and that's the third step. Yeah. And they begin to develop empathy. So I think um, the most rewarding thing is seeing them showing empathy when they see a friend crying and they bring the family book to hand to a friend. Yeah. Or today, um, a child got hurt in the movement room and then um, he was crying on my lap and another friend brought a ball to give him to make him yeah, feel better. Nice. So that is so rewarding to see that they can notice and, and try to be helpful and, and care about other people's feelings. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So now we're in the end of February. We're looking ahead to June. Um, and this is really the time of the year that they're over separation, like you talked about, right? They're more independent in the classroom, and so you as teachers are able to kind of guide them into delving into subjects and learning areas that are, uh, you do it more deeply, you do it more meaningfully. So tell me about kind of what you and your teaching team are excited to help them sink their teeth into for the rest of the year. Um, I think looking forward, we will continue develop, helping them develop social emotional skills. I think that's an ongoing theme in early childhood, always, always developing empathy and um, using words to talk to friends. That's something that is always underlying our curriculum. And now that they are more capable of, you know, being over these big emotions of separating and, um, and can sit still and lo know the routines, I think we can start doing more tangible uh, mm -hmm. learning, mm -hmm. like, um, exposing them to letters, to numbers, to some concepts. Like now in the food study, um, we're exposing them a little bit to comparing fruits. So yeah. what is big, what is small? Um, for us, it seems so simple, but for them it's a big thing to compare two things mm -hmm. from the same category. Mm -hmm. So that is, is one big thing that we're thinking about. Like whatever like curriculum that we implement, right now is a food study. We're giving them more language, more um, ways to describe the attributes of the fruit that they see and, um, and then exposing and I think the, the, the word he is exposing them that we don't expect them to learn the entire alphabet mm -hmm. by the end of small world mm -hmm. um, but just exposing to you know to get them ready for like the kids school more. <laughs> yeah 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 that's awesome okay so Val small world parents are listening What's something you want to tell the small world parents about what their child can start doing independently at home? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Name a few. Let's, let's um, let them hear it. I think at this point, if they are still um, using a bottle, I think maybe the bottle. Bye-bye to, to the baby okay. bottle. I think the um, they, at school they already drink from an open cup. Yeah. So I think start, you know, trying the open cup feeding themselves, um, they can do that pretty much, you know, independently. Sometimes they might need a, a, need a little help, but um, I think these self-help skills, um, even the potty training, if they're not ready to be potty trained, which most of them are already showing signs that they're ready, but pulling down their own pants, uh, pulling up the pants, um, maybe start walking, now that the weather is nice, walking more than using the stroller, um, 
I don't know if it's because I, I used, like, as a parent, um, I used to live in a third floor walk up, and I'm like, my kids, once they start walking, I I'm said bye bye to you. the stroller. <laughs> so, because um, I just couldn't carry them and the stroller, but I think all these self help um, skills they are, they're already acquiring, and they feel proud to do it. So, Good. I think, you know, yeah. encouraging them to do it, and they, it's just for, um, for their growth, and it's much better when yeah. they start doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, big kids. So Val, you're a parent also, yes. which our small world parents may or may not know. Tell us about your children. Oh, um, I have two sons, Lucas, who's 11, and already thinks he's a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good um, luck. Yeah, I already heard, like, you know, it's not easy to be a teenager. Oh, like, no. <laughs> you're not one yet, so wait. <laughs> Love that. Uh, and I have Victor, who's nine, um, and um, it has been so much learning parenting them and you know parenting two boys but it's extremely rewarding especially they're very close in age and see how um how they can be such good friends sometimes mm -hmm. they push each other each other's buttons but most of the time they're there for each other and they supportive and um yeah that's uh fun. that's really fun and now that they are bigger that we can do things together so i don't have to watch a movie just because it's a movie that they like but yeah. it's like I kind of like to yeah. so it's it's fun that is fun um so being a parent how has being a parent informed your classroom teaching um I think I became more empathetic towards parents mm -hmm. um in the back of my mind since I began teaching I always knew like I'm with the children for a part of the day but the parents are with the child for the whole day mm -hmm. um but being um, a parent, I also know that sometimes, um, although we want them to be independent, but we just like have the whole world on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. We just want to get things done and keep mm -hmm. moving through things. So like if it's a day to break out the stroller again and push the stroller down the street, that's fine that's okay, because yeah. um, it's what we need to get yeah. through the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I just like begin to, you know, begin to understand a lot more of like from a family perspective, much more than from a professional perspective. And made you more empathetic yes, towards parents. Much it's more. nice to have both of those yeah. points as the teacher and the parent. Um, and then on the flip side, how has being a teacher informed your parenting at home? Um, that my students listen to me much better than my own <laughs> children. <laughs> You're more commanding <laughs> as a teacher than you are as a parent. <laughs> um, I think the emotional bond is just different. Yeah, and um, sure. uh, they just know, you know, that ultimately you are their parent and you love them more than anything. So, um, yeah, they do push more boundaries at home. They use they, that love to their advantage. Yeah, <laughs> than they do in the classroom. Um, but also it has helped me know um, the milestones so I know what to expect at certain ages mm -hmm. um, of course now you know the, the preteen years are totally new to me and I need to do a whole mm -hmm. new research yeah, and learn about this different. age but uh, it has informed um, what should I, what I should expect in each um, age and just you know try to get them to be as independent as possible yeah awesome. yeah <laughs> thanks for sharing Sure. This is the end of our podcast. I'm going to do some, this is probably something I'll try to do at the end of every podcast, just for fun. Okay. Um, you did not see these questions in advance, so it'll just kind of be like a fun, quick fire way to end. Oh, wow. What's your favorite color? Blue. That was an easy one. <laughs> How would you spend a completely free day? Oh, um, 
completely free day, I'd probably wake up late because I really like and um, go somewhere nice for breakfast. Breakfast is probably my favorite meal of the day. So just like um, go to a nice breakfast place and just walk, you know, freely. I love walking, walk in New York City. So just probably spend the day walking around in New York City, getting my nails done, maybe get a <laughs> facial, <laughs> things that I don't usually do when I'm being a parent. <laughs> What would be your perfect weather to walk around in New York City? Um, I like spring. Spring, spring time, yes. yeah. And all yeah. the flowers around. Yes. Okay, last quick fire question. What's one place in the world that you have not traveled to that you would love to travel to? I would love to travel to Italy. Italy? Yeah. Awesome. Since, um, since I was little, I always, you know, um, really had curiosity to get to know. Like, I like the history, I like the food, I like um, the culture. So it's yeah. a place that I'd like to go. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for having well, me. Listeners, thanks for listening. Um, and thank you to Val for sharing so much of her knowledge and wisdom with us. And You're we'll welcome. see you again next time. It's my pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.